You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Star Wars Resistance episode, Kaz's Curse. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's going on, Mike? Star Wars fans, always good to be back talking Star Wars. Uh, and even when it's Resistance, I know we've had some 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 issues with this show, Mike, but uh, hey, it doesn't mean we're not going to talk about it and... I don't know. You got any? Uh, I guess we could save it for the show. I was going to ask you off right off the bat, what was your thoughts on this? But maybe we can, we'll save it for a minute or two here. Um, what's going on in the news? That's what we talk about, right? News. Yeah, what's I I don't know, man. I, <laughs> nothing. The the, well, the rise nothing. of Skywalker press machine just keeps rolling. I don't know. Okay, there is one thing. There's one little thing, but I don't want to get into it. I don't want to go off on a whole thing. I just want to say. Let John Boyega say whatever he oh, feels I knew like you were saying. Say that. <laughs> Just let yeah. him talk it through. I this is my problem. It's not what he said. I don't care. Like like I that's his opinion. Totally yeah, support sure. him in feeling yeah. however he felt about about decisions that were made for the Last Jedi. I totally understand where he's coming from. Um, it doesn't mean that he doesn't like the movie, right? Like. Like, I think that because this happened with Mark Hamill as well, right? Where Mark came out and like there's the video, the the director and the Jedi, right? And oh, I sure. I feel when I watch that, that the purpose of that documentary is to show you that like Mark started on the project and was like, oof, really? Wow. Okay. This is a much different direction than I thought. This is different than what I would do. I kind of had something in my head and this is a different thing. And then over the course of it, you see him like soften on it and go like, I, you know, like the more, the more I think about it, like if this happened, then this is the logical place for this character to go. And it's not his story. It's, this is passing the torch, blah, blah, blah. And then you get to the scene where he sees Yoda on stage for the first time. And Frank Oz is there and he kind of breaks down and it's like, it, it, like I think like there's a there's an arc there 
for Mark Hamill of like, I don't, I don't agree with this to wow. What a, what a, what an incredible piece of like storytelling and filmmaking Ryan Johnson put together. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you, it's not what you expect it's going to be. And that's, that's something special, right? Like that by the end of the director and the Jedi, that's how I feel about his, his opinion on it. I still, I think he still will say, like he still says in, in interviews, it's not what he would have done. And I think that's a very honest answer. And I think there's nothing wrong with that answer, but it doesn't mean that he, he dislikes. Right. And I think it's the same thing with John Boyega. He's saying things along the lines of, and he literally, he references Mark Hamill in the, in the quote yeah, that everybody is, yeah. I think pulling out of context and definitely using to feed a certain diatribe. Right. I, he, he, he cites Mark and goes like, similarly, you know, I, I had some issues with it. And I think like his, what, this is why I say it's out of context. When you put it in context with uh, a other things that he says in that interview and B other things that, that he has said about the experience of the rise of Skywalker and why that movie is special to him is that like on the first one, it was him and Daisy and Harrison and, and, uh, and, and Peter Mayhew and, and Jonas and, you know, like they're, they're putting something together. Right. And they, and they, they, they made a movie as a, as this crew. And then on last Jedi, it was him and, and, uh, uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was like, everybody was split up, which everybody is split up. Everybody is split up so that they can come back together. It wouldn't be a big deal that everybody is together in this third one if it weren't for the fact that they were split up. Mm. Like, can you imagine how Empire would have been different if they hadn't split the team up? <laughs> like, that's <clears throat> that's the whole point is that they break up. They they split into, into separate groups. <clears throat> and then um, that's why – that's kind of why they fail – Right. And they're stronger together. But then at the end of Return of the Jedi, they split up again mm-hmm. into separate groups. Right. Like it, it like that's this is Star Wars. The characters all come together for an adventure and then they all have to split up to go, you know, I, I figure out their own individual. Um, not arcs, but you know what I mean. Like their plot, right. that follow their yeah. plot threads. I'm exhausted today. I didn't get a lot of sleep <laughs> last night. Um, yeah. I, I, nothing to do with kids. It's just purely my own nonsense. But um, so I'm gonna. I'm I'm at a loss for words. Not because yeah. I'm awestruck by anything, but just because my brain's not functioning. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like. <clears throat> so I think when you put it in that context of like it's so special that they're all together. For him to then go, you know, like, like Last Jedi was tougher and I didn't necessarily, I didn't want to be away from my friends. I wanted to, like, he wanted to shoot more scenes with Oscar Isaac. He wanted to shoot more scenes with Daisy. And and that's the thing, like, to me, that's the thing is that much like Empire, Luke is off, Mark Hamill's off on his own thing, filming his own stuff. This very unique experience on Dagobah that none of the other cast other than, than Frank Oz understands right it's just mm. just really the two of them mm-hmm. 
Um, and then here in The Last Jedi, it's the same thing. It's like, well, Daisy spent all this time with, with Mark and Jonas was there as well, right? Uh, doing mm-hmm. the Chewy stuff. Sure. But but there's like it, it's 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 isolating right and 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 the group of them are all such good friends you see it in the press stuff that i get that like you you're on this movie you're with these people and i think especially he and and uh, and and daisy ridley they have this kinship because they both were kind of plucked out of i i you know i uh, sort of not nowhere because they both had careers before that but but sort of anonymity and then placed on this pedestal that is star wars at the same time so they've they it's 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 very similar to uh, uh mark carrie and harrison right it's actually almost identical it's like and actually it's really similar to to I, I, although Hayden's not in the first movie, but Hayden, mm-hmm. Natalie, and Ewan, right? Ewan has this whole career. Oscar Isaac has this whole career. Harrison Ford's done a few big movies. I mean, he's in American Graffiti prior to Star Wars, which American Graffiti was one of the biggest movies in the world the year that it came out. Huge movie. People mm-hmm. don't realize that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> and then you've got like these the the fresh faces that come in and the the slightly senior, but not really like. Like, did we, did anybody, we had seen Oscar Isaac and stuff, but was Oscar Isaac a household name until that year? It was like 2015 yeah. when right. he did that and uh, Inside Lewin Davis Lewin came Davis, out yeah. and, uh, mm-hmm. and and Ex Machina came Ex out. Machina. Yeah. All of that right. kind of came out all at once and all of a sudden Oscar Isaac went from being that guy that's the bad guy in Sucker Punch um, to being this this massive movie star right mm-hmm. um which i'm so grateful for because he's so great but uh but yeah like they all kind of like shared this experience so of course they want to they want to continue working together mm-hmm. so i think i think that's kind of where it's coming from i don't think it's john boyega going like man the last jedi sucks it's a terrible movie because sure. luke skywalker yeah. doesn't use a laser sword right like it's all it's all this stuff. I mean, like I we've belabored the point on the Last Jedi. I don't think I need to get into it, but um, yeah, I I just think that people are kind of. It's not even that they're blowing what he said out of proportion. They are twisting the meaning of what he said to suit their their purposes, and I that just drives me nuts. I hate that. Yeah, it's it's obviously a it's one of those phrases where. Uh, people can jump on and, and run with, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, look. And I, and I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I understand what he's doing. He's just saying like Mark did. Um, he didn't necessarily, like you said, didn't say he didn't like the movie. He just, he feels kind of like I feel with the character of Finn. Like I just didn't feel like, I felt like his character took a regression, um, in some ways mm-hmm. in the last Jedi. Like it just didn't seem like he did. Like he, he was, he was a, he was, such a great character in the force awakens and the buildup of being a stormtrooper and then leaving that and then all this stuff leading up. And it just seemed like you became like a third character in, in the last Jedi. And I understand that's kind of where Johnson put the story. And I think he's feeling like a lot of people felt it's like, Oh man, it would have been cool if he would have been more involved in the main thing. Um, so I, I kind of, I, I get what he's saying and I can understand it cause I kind of feel the same way. So, but you're right. He's not. You know what's funny? And look at look at like Harrison Ford. Way way back, he's he he didn't agree with what was going on with Return of the Jedi. 
or he wanted, or Empire. He wanted, he wanted he, yeah, him he, to die. He was like, yeah, from, you know I mean? from from the press of Empire forward, he was like, I think Han Solo should be dead. Yeah, and it's like yeah. it's like what? And he's like, I just don't see how this character serves a purpose at this point. He's had his yeah. arc. He made the <laughs> ultimate sacrifice for his for his friends. I think like that's the end of his story. There's nothing yeah. more to do with them. But they, uh, Steel Saunders, I uh, I from St- the Steel Wars podcast, he uh, he posted the other day on sort of the anniversary of it, uh, the, the, the day that his interview with Harrison Ford aired. Um, and he did a, a red carpet interview with him for a, for an Australian news channel. And, um, and, uh, in it, he actually asks Harrison Ford of like, about that, about, you know, oh, do you like, like, you know, what changed your mind to come back and play the character again? And Harrison was like, look, that stuff's all out of context. My point was not that I didn't want to play the character anymore. I just felt from a story perspective that that character had served his purpose. There wasn't anything left to do with him. So, I, like, But then he, he ends that statement. like He says that and then very quickly jumps in and goes, but I was wrong. Right? And it's, it's like Luke dying, uh, Rose and Finn, all of that stuff. We have part of the puzzle and we don't know what the rest of that story is yet and there is every possibility i would say even probability that that luke uh is very prominent in this story in in the rise of skywalker and that we see mark hamill uh, quite a bit um it it there's the one vanity fair picture of him in r2 Mm-hmm. That appears to be a flashback, um, like a, a like like a Force Awakens, you know, destruction of the temple sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think we'll see a lot of him as a Force ghost. They posted that that little um, snippet the other day, uh, yesterday, the day before, that uh, clips from Rise of Skywalker. But but Yoda's voiceover and the text do or do not. There is no try over it over Ray doing a bunch of cool Jedi stuff like doing flipping over the tie silencer and and that sort of stuff. Um, I guess it's not the silencer. I think it's called the whisper. I don't mm. I'm it's, I'm having a hard time keeping track of all these tie fighters. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that to me is like, does are you hinting that? Yoda is going to show up in this. We just got that recent thing of like Wicket might be in yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Right. Yeah. So like I, we, this, this happens every time, right? Everybody thinks going into it, like, Oh, we've seen so much. We've seen nothing. I guarantee you we've seen <laughs> yeah, nothing yeah. from this film yet. Um, and, and we're gonna be very surprised by a lot of stuff. I think in rise uh if, if they're if and it's, it's gonna bring now, things full circle it's gonna close the loop on this trilogy and the whole saga and i think it's gonna be satisfying and i think it's gonna there's gonna be stuff in there from a story perspective that is going to like i say close the loop on the last jedi and finish some of those storylines like post storyline although resistance reborn does a really good job of carrying that story forward um, it also does a really good job of kind of putting a button on Finn's story from the last Jedi as well. And like, I, I agree with, with Ryan Johnson's choice with Finn's story. 
I mm. I get what you're saying that like oh he was a stormtrooper he he resists it and then you know uh, helps Ray but everything he does in the Force Awakens is to help Ray right mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's where he starts in the Last Jedi but it's not where he ends by the end of it he's willing to sacrifice himself he's when they're on on um, crate he's not even asking about Ray at that point right he mm-hmm. they're just concerned with the resistance and he's made the transition as soon as he says, no, I'm rebel scum. Like he's made the tra- the transition from, uh, s- out for himself, kind of a bit of a scoundrel, right? A little bit, mm. a little bit Han Solo esque in that, in that respect, um, it, to becoming a true hero of the resistance, which is what I, and I think that this moment at the beginning of the last Jedi, where, where Rose is like, Oh my God, it's you. It's you're, you're, you're Finn. You're, you're a hero. And he's all like, no, no, I'm not. Um, Meanwhile, he's trying to run away to, to go tell Ray not to come back to the resistance. Right. Like that all to me, like that, that, that's very clearly telling the story of like, he wakes up from that thing and he's not, he's still not fully bought in. And it's not until, until he, he's kind of faced with, with phasma and and the reality of it and and i think the double cross from dj has a lot to do with it because he kind of listens to him for a second and then the double cross makes him realize like no there is it's not gray there is there it's not it's not bad guys on both sides there's a right and a wrong in this conflict and and that's when he makes the decision of i'm gonna be on the right side of this i'm not gonna fight for myself i'm gonna fight for something bigger Right. And he learns that from Rose and all that stuff. That's the purpose of her character in the story. Um, I think it's all great. Uh, that's that's my opinion. But you guys so, know that I feel. Like. Yeah. And I think, like I said before, I, I kind of agree with his take and where his character. But I also think it's, it could be this, too. Like um, just as as an actor's like being an actor, I think maybe also a little bit was like, he just wanted to do more in this movie. Like look what he did in the force awakens. I mean, he was flying with, with Poe. He's, he's, yeah. uh, you know, he's fighting a stormtrooper. He's, he has a lightsaber fight with Kylo Ren. You know what I mean? So like a lot of this stuff, I think maybe just purely at an actor's standpoint, he was like, man, I just wanted to do more. It's star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think maybe he was possibly a little disappointed that he didn't get to, do more things. I mean, he had to fight with, with obviously Phasma at the end, but, um, I think maybe that has somewhat of uh, a small thing to do with it. Maybe he just wanted to do more in this, in this franchise. I, and I think the thing is too, like whatever his role is in the rise of Skywalker, just from the, the trailer that we've seen and the stuff we've seen, I mean, it seems like he's going to be doing a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of blasters and fighting and, and the whole nine yards with the crew. So, you know, maybe that has something to do with oh, looking back on the on the last Jedi, it just wasn't as fun for him. Maybe you know what I mean. So, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I, I could see that. You know, kind of. Yeah. Just myself, I was like, man, I, if I'm in a Star Wars movie, I want to be as much as I can. You know what I mean? So. For sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff going on. You know, and you know the other thing too is, um, I didn't get a chance. I, is there anything else you want to talk about as far as as far as this? Because I I'm no. going to ask you about. Um, I don't think we've talked about this. Uh, we've both been playing Fallen Order. You finished it. I'm almost done. I don't think we had a chance to really just quickly say what we like. You know, you think it's a game of the year, right? 
It's my game of the year for sure. Yeah. I mean, like this, it, it was a soft year for video games. Uh, it we're kind of in between. A lot of really cool stuff came out last year, like a really really heavy year. We've got a really really stacked first two quarters of 2020, um, and and I think holiday season. Once we start, uh, Game Awards is this weekend, so we'll get some announcements there. But once we once we kind of get a little bit closer to that E3 and all that stuff, we'll start to learn about holiday 2020, and I think we're gonna discover that it's pretty stacked as well. Um, but, uh, I, I, yeah, this year was soft for sure. Mm. Um, can you hear my cat? Cause I can hear my cat. Can you hear him uh, going right now? I can't. No, I can't. No, you can't. Okay. No. <laughs> He's going nuts outside my door. Cause, cause we're the only ones home and he wants in here to, <laughs> to play. Um, but yeah, I Jedi Fallen Order is a fantastic game. Gameplay solid. There's a few bugs. It's a little bit janky here and there. Um, but they were on a really compressed timeline to make this game. Um, but the story is yeah. a great Star Wars story. It is I, it, a lot like The Mandalorian. I went into it with like, I don't really think I'm going to care about this. I think it's going <laughs> to be fun. But yeah. I don't think it's going to end up being one of my favorite Star Wars things. Um, and then I, I thought it was going to be much more uh, The Force Unleashed. And it mm. turned out to be a lot more Star Wars Rebels. Um, and, yeah, a, a fantastic game. There's a lot of really cool surprises in it. I don't really want to spoil anything because yeah. there might be yeah. some people who've got it on their Christmas list and they're kind of waiting to get yeah. it. Um, or they might be waiting for a sale or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I it's a, I think it's a must-play for Star Wars fans. I think you got to pick it up. you got to play it. Yeah, I, I obviously picked it up. I, I love playing Star Wars games. I don't play any other game. I just I can't. I'm not the, I'm not a gamer. But if anybody's listening that's like me, that's not a gamer. This is a game that you can pick up, uh, and it's so fun to play through because the, the, obviously the story element of the game, and then it's just fun to kind of go around and use the lightsaber and do some fun things. And it's a puzzle type game. Um, so you, a lot of times it took it takes me a while because. Uh, I'm just sometimes I get frustrated because I can't figure out the dang puzzle uh, and I have to have the kids come down like hey what am I doing wrong here and, and obviously they, they know what they're doing so they kind of laugh at me and and make fun of me the whole time but it's still fun um, I'm having a great time I'm roughly three quarters of the way through I think so I'm, I'm getting close to finishing and I'm playing on like the easiest level I tried stupid me I, I get on the thing I'm like oh I'm gonna play at Jedi Master level let me try and, you know the first 10 minutes and my kids took the control from me go dad let me we're gonna put you back down to uh <coughs> you know jedi padawan or whatever the heck it is good story because you had to do it way too hard but after that it's been it's been really fun you know so it's uh I, it's not an it's easy game. game it's no, so yeah. that's not that's yeah. not your skill level it's not an easy game um, okay. There's one fight where I turned it down to story mode just to get through the fight because I could tell having oh, played really? a significant portion of the game. Yeah, yeah, there's one fight that I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. I'm yeah. not trial and erroring this for f- another two hours. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I, I got defeated by this boss four times and I was like, nope, this is cheesy. I'm not doing it. I'm <laughs> just gonna beat this and move on with the story. Yeah, yeah. there's oh, no man. shame in that. Okay, good. Yeah, because yeah, unless you're was, a kid, if you're if you're 15 yeah. and you're listening to this, you got no excuse. What, what else do you have to do? But yeah. we're adults yeah. and we've got we, we Matt and I shouldn't be playing video games. No. Like there are things around the house that need to get done that only we can do, and oh, instead yeah. we're playing video games, right? So 
Yeah. We really and we really shouldn't be, but and I don't have a chance. I, the only time I really have time to play it is, you know, on the weekend because you really have to, like, especially for me, I have to put aside a, a few hours because it'll, it sometimes it'll take me an hour just to figure out one of the puzzles and get to the next save point, the next mm. level, or whatever. You know what I mean? So, or the next planet or whatever. So, yeah, it's I kind of put it away during the week because there's so much going on. But it's it's fun to dig out on the weekends and have a little fun with it. So anyway, yeah, it's 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 really fun. Even if you if you're a gamer, it is. And for me, uh, I'm having a great time because it's obviously Star Wars and the story. Like you said, it's really oh, it's really cool the story and 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 the time frame of it. And it's yeah, it's it's definite. Uh, like you said, it's a definite for uh, any Star Wars fans out there. So anyway, yeah, I just want to mention that because I, I wanted to. I was like, we haven't talked about Fallen Order yet. I know you were really loving it, and I was loving it too. So, um, yeah. anything else going on? No, let's jump into the recap. Calculate the jump, chop. <laughs> I can help you. I am Boba Fett. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. Kenobi. Ahsoka! Kenobi! Hand it over, Ewok. No! So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome! Now, it's time for the Rebel Cells. Episode Recap. All right. Here we go. Kaz's Curse, Mike, directed by Brad Rao and written by Eugene Sun. I will kick it off here. Kaz's winning streak in a game of chance soon grows tiresome for Kragen's pirate crew. Leoz becomes particularly enraged and uh, crawls across the table towards Zionol, placing a curse on the hapless young pilot. While Kaz doubts that he's really been cursed, Niku seems convinced. A new lighting fixture sparks and crackles when they walk beneath, and Niku hesitates to eat with Kaz for fear of being poisoned or choked. Meanwhile, Mika Gray works as a fortune teller on the platform, complete with a 50-credit charge, and notices Kaz, uh, or Kaz's current problems so mike um mm-hmm. last week you know we got kaz and tor they beat the droids of varanki on the vox vortex 5000 won a bunch of money five hundred thousand credits i think it was yeah which should do nicely uh for them and this week we start off with some gambling uh, on the colossus with these pirates one of them uh it's kind of funny during the the betting process one of them kind of sweetens the pot with a it's like a boot uh, which is that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaz gets on a hot streak. He ultimately gets cursed by uh, Leo's, and kind of things start to go a little strange for for Kaz uh, from there on. So, um, and then Nico obviously he's, he's the paranoid one, right? He's he's everything that's going on around Kaz. He claims it's part of this uh, curse, um, but I don't know, Mike. Uh, this is one of those episodes where you're just like, man. Okay, uh, it's not I, that great. <laughs> there's there's a good episode inside this episode, but it's okay. not the one that we're watching, okay. right? So the the we're gonna learn in a second that uh, here. Let me. I'm gonna read through this, and then yeah. we're gonna talk about it. 
Just after Niku saves him from falling cargo containers, Kaz is called to the main hangar alongside Hype and Tora. There, Yeager explains that they're approaching an asteroid field and Guavian territory. Yeager needs the Aces to scout for the Guavian Death Gang and take down any fighters before they call for backup. I gotta put that curse nonsense behind me, Kaz says as he twists and turns in the fireball, merrily evading asteroids. I'm back in my element. Well, maybe not. Soon, Kaz impacts against a larger boulder, and a flurry of smaller asteroids then overwhelm the ship. The fireball takes some damage and loses gravity control, but Kaz spots a Guavian Death Gang scout. Um, so, yeah, I, it, this is the actual episode. This is the story of the, the actual story of the episode. They're in Guavian space. The sure. Guavian Death Gang is out there looking for marks, and they have to avoid them. They don't avoid them, and then they have to fight them. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to that story that I would have loved to have seen, but instead we spend a lot of time dealing with a very cookie-cutter, Kaz is cursed. He doesn't think he's cursed, but then he it turns out that he is, but then it turns out that he's actually not. Right. <laughs> like, it's all... It's so predictable that it to me it's not worthwhile. Um, I think it would have been much more interesting had it been that he's like, I'm not cursed. Curses aren't real. The force isn't real. None of that stuff is real. And if instead this episode was about Kaz the force or something? learning yeah. that the force, like uh, yeah. like reinforcing, I guess pun intended, that, that the force is a real thing. Um, and that that he really needs to wise up to to the fact that that this is an element that's at play. Instead, we get curses aren't real, and and him eventually falling for the curse and yeah. blah blah blah. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it just it's just tired to me. That's all. I like it's yeah. it's not. I didn't find this episode offensive in in its storytelling. I didn't find it uh, bad. I just found it completely not interesting. Um, yeah, I like what you said about the Force, though. It's kind of like you know how Han in the beginning in Star Wars was kind of like he thought it was some hokey you know religion all that, and then when we finally get to the Force Awakens, he was oh you know it's true all of it, and I, I kind of like that aspect of it where you. Like you said, it, it could have been something instead of a curse, force related somehow, and that that would have been yeah, that would have been really cool um, seeing that. But yeah, he gets like you know all the accidents that happen to him. He almost gets hit by a cart, and then um, but the Guavian thing too was kind of that that's an interesting play too. Like I wanted to see more of the Guavian Death Gang, and of course we didn't get the main one, right? I was thinking, okay, where's where's Balatique? Is is he in this thing? And uh, no, it wasn't Balatique. It was just the regular gang or soldier or whatever it was that, that, that came out. So, um, and the whole thing with the Guavian death gang, like you said, was the Colossus is traveling through this asteroid field. They go into their territory and here we go. You know, you got to fight to, to get out of it. So, mm-hmm. um, let's, I'll continue here to see where, where am I at there? Oh, here we go. Uh, the aces and a practically limping fireball return to the Colossus. Kaz reports his sighting of a Guavian scout and his inability to destroy it or jam its signal. Because of his failure, they'll have to stay the course in order to get out of the Guavian death space. Way to go, Kaz Tastrophe, Hype says. Kaz goes to Leo's demanding he undo the curse. 
The pilot agrees, licking his hand and wiping it down on Kaz's face. Gotcha again, Leo says, doubling or uh, double cursed. Niku advises that they go talk to Mika Gray. She knows about this sort of sort of thing. So I didn't even, you know, I don't remember that episode with Mika Gray and it. it was at Relic Raiders where I thought I didn't know she stayed on the um, on the Colossus. I don't remember seeing that, but she obviously is with the crew now. She's oh. had her own little thing. Did you notice? Did you, did yeah, you yeah, I, I, yeah, I tracked that. Oh, okay, okay, because yeah. I saw it. Oh, she's here. She is, and she's got her little. Uh, I guess lack of a better term uh, or like fortune teller type thing and she's mm-hmm. charging tons of money to tell people what, what they want to hear kind of um but yeah she, so it's all about this curse thing and mika tells that the curses uh primarily have power if you believe in them which is how he ultimately gets over the situation this is kind of like a story about you know believing not believing in curses or believing in yourself and not letting that stuff kind of you know, get in your head and mess with your mind and all that kind of thing. But like you said, Mike, should have been about the force. But oh well, it's you know, it's it's kids, so maybe they felt that would be too much. I don't know. But anyway, um, I think kids could have handled that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, um, shoot, let's keep going. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I the beleaguered pilot visits Mika's tent, desperate for help. She says that he needs a charm to act against the curse and offers Kaz a talisman. Suddenly, the Colossus shakes. The Guavian Death Gang attacks, but Dozo won't give the Aces a launch order just yet, as the Guavians are known for extortion, not destruction. Indeed, the Guavian leader then demands a toll of one million credits or surrender of the Colossus. If they don't pay, the Guavians will take the ship and turn its citizens over to the First Order. So, like, this to me, like, these are enough stakes. Mm -hmm. That's enough. Everything that I just talked about with the the Aces and the Guavian, Like, again, another episode that is a great place to tell a story about a squadron coming together and learning to fight as one team. Mm -hmm. Why is that not what this show is about? Yeah. I want like mighty ducks in space. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah, I, I don't understand. I like, I can't, it's, it's, it's kind of more than this show isn't obviously isn't for me. It's like, I don't understand what the purpose of this storytelling is. If yeah. like, if you're going to take a prime opportunity like this to explore two things that we really want to explore more about the aces and the Guavian Death Gang. They look yeah. cool. This is a really cool opportunity to explain. Are those ones with the helmets, are they robots? They talk like robots. Yeah. Or are they are they just wearing helmets? Like, what's going on there? What is the Guavian Death Gang? What motivates them? Are they just a gang? Is it just money? Are they more interesting than that? I don't know. And you know mm. why I don't know? Because this episode is not about that. They are literally just props. Mm. And yeah, I find that really frustrating because it's such a wasted opportunity. Yeah, I don't, I don't know much about, like you said, the the Death Gang either. Um, I know who Balatik is, and I, you know, look these these trooper kind of things. But yeah, I mean, that's could have been a, a cool story about them and and where they came from and what's like. Obviously, they're motivated somewhat by the first order. They they kind of throw that out there, like we're going to tell the first order if you don't, you know. I mean, so some kind of allegiance possibly with 
with the first order or under their thumb in, in certain some way. So um, I'll keep going. And finally, Doza gives the command for the aces to launch. With his talisman in hand, Kaz jumps in the firewall and joins the fight. The aces' goal is to distract the fighters so that Doza and Yeager can clear the asteroids and make the jump to light speed. Kaz's restored confidence is momentarily shaken, however, when he realizes that his talisman is missing, soon found by Niku in the hangar. I'm totally fine. There's no curse, Kaz tells himself, employing some fancy maneuvering to destroy several Guavian fighters. Kaz relies an, uh, relays an idea to his fellow aces. Use the asteroids to take down the slower Guavian ships. It works. You've done it, Those explains, and get back to the Colossus. So... He figures out a way. He doesn't need his little talisman to for that extra good luck. You know, it's just all about. It's not about now. It's not about luck. It's just about your skills. And he uses that. And he uses the asteroids, like he says here. And they use that to destroy the Guavian Death Gang. And and part of the when I was watching this, I'm thinking, like these the aces are obviously fantastic fighters or fighter pilots or whatever. You know. How are they not helping the res the resistance right now? You know what I mean? Like they should be helping. These these are the pilots you need. You know what I mean? Especially right now when you got like nobody. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it seems like with with this show ending in only what eight more episodes, I wonder if we're ever going to get that. Like they need to be helping because these guys can fly and they can do, they can do some stuff here. So I don't know. You think we're going to get these guys helping with the first order at all? I don't think so. I think no. that they're going to be completely isolated, that they've got their own threat that they're dealing with. And that that's the, that's all we're ever going to see from them. Mm. I don't, I don't think we're going to see, I don't know. I think we might maybe see a glimpse of the Colossus in rise of Skywalker. And that's about it. Huh? Yeah. Huh? too bad i mean if we're seeing other things and and that's i guess that'd be fine but you know as 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 good as these guys are flying and and, and all that I just think man you think you'd see them do some more with the with the resistance or somehow in this in this last eight episodes somehow meet up with the resistance and lay in them and maybe help in one mission but like you said who knows we'll see I know we know Kylo Ren's coming and all that, so we're going to have some kind of showdown with the First Order, but how that's going to play out, I don't know. We'll see in, in just a few more weeks. So, Anyway, go ahead, yeah. Mike. You want to sure. Uh, with the Ace's return, the Colossus makes the jump to light speed, and Niku brings the talisman to Kaz. I think it's safe to say that I'm cured, Kaz says. He brings the talisman to Liaz, telling the pirate that he got it from Mika Gray, and the object, uh, and the object is cursed. Liaz shrieks in fear, flicking the talisman away. Kaz goes to visit Mika one last time. It's like you said, it was all in my head, wasn't it? Kaz says. Sure it was, Kaz, if that's what you think, she replies. <clears throat> the young pilot leaves, picking up the talisman and tossing it back to Mika. As he walks beneath an overhead light, it flickers. Uh, yeah, um... <clears throat> I don't know. So is he cursed? Is he not cursed? Does it matter? <laughs> yeah. Will it yeah. be relevant in the next episode? No. Yeah. No. What if this was the first time that I'm wrong about that? And they're like, oh no, this is like a major point. Like, in fact, this curse is going to, is going to follow him around for the rest of the series. And it's going to really interfere with stuff. And no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a, 
Yeah, it's just another, you know, just one of those episodes where you're watching it, it's like, okay, you know, it's not, nothing too exciting, you know, going on and nothing to further uh, the resistance or the story of, of this ragtag group. So, but again, we still have, Mike, we still have, what, eight, I think eight more episodes left. So, yeah, something like that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but that's it. Uh, well, for this episode, next week. Um, yeah, I next week. I don't remember what we have next week. Next what week, we we've got the episode Station to Station. Kaz and Niku sneak onto a first order refueling station to in order to take an important piece of tech. Plans go awry when they run into Tam and General Hux. So we're oh. going to get General Hux. Wow, General Hux. All right. Okay. I can go with that. I wonder if it's going to be. Uh, uh, Domino doing the voice. He did it before, right? Well, when he was doing that, you know, it was a direct take from uh, the yeah, Force that's Awakens, true. right? That's true. So, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I haven't looked anything up on this particular episode, so I don't know. But yeah, but hey, here we go, General Hux. Hey, the first order's coming around, so this could be cool. Could be interesting, and maybe maybe starting that storyline down to the last few episodes where they, you know, they're starting to maybe have some kind of mission against. Uh, the first order somehow it helps. So hopefully, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, shoot, anything else going on, man? We kind of flew through this one. No, I. You know yeah. what? Um, honestly, I uh, I'm enjoying the Mandalorian a lot more than Resistance oh, right now. That's right. Yeah. So that's kind of where my brain is at. Like Resistance yeah. is just the thing. Also. The crisis is going on with all the CW shows, the big crossover event. So yeah. um, I'm going to finish here, and then I'm going to go watch the, the the two most recent episodes of that. Um, I but yeah, it's I I don't know, man. Look, Rise of Skywalker is a week away. I know yeah. it's it's Tuesday as we record this, but it's Tuesday night. It's four thirty. I. Tomorrow is Wednesday. They it's a week and one day from when I'm going to be seeing it. You know, we're yeah. going to be seeing it on we the Thursday. Uh, we yeah. got to start making plans for how we're going to do our reviews and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I think right. uh, I think what we're going to do is Matt, you and I will do a faster, more intense. I uh, uh, will do our our thoughts over there. I know that that Tim, Kyle, and Paul are gonna are gonna end up doing a. Uh, I mean, that's all they're going to talk about on the saga continues for the next little while. And I think Amanda and I are also going to do an episode of uh, the Thunderquack podcast. Thunder Quack. Yeah, um, sure. That'd be good. So what you'll get from me personally uh, and Matt, uh, I don't know. Are you guys still doing Sarlacc Pit? Yeah, we uh, we did one just a few weeks ago and then we're coming back for okay. after obviously after the uh, Rise of Skywalker yeah. to talk about that. Yeah, so I sure. think what you'll end up getting is you'll get you'll get Matt and I recording pretty quick after after mm-hmm. Rise um, with sort of initial reactions, probably like early in the week following um, uh, with a full spoiler cast. And then later you'll get Amanda and I on on the Thunderquack podcast and you'll get my opinions once I've sort of seen it a few times and had some time to process. Granted, I I'm all I already have tickets for my first two viewings and I'll probably see it a third time on opening weekend. But yeah, um, definitely. The the third time will probably be like are the kids in bed? Is it okay if I go to the movies by myself? <laughs> and I'll just snag nag nab yeah. a ticket and just like run to the movie theater. It's down the street from me. So um <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I, I I hope Crystal's okay with that. I uh, yeah, that's where my brain's at. It's like Mandalorian, yeah, DC yeah. crossover, 
Rise of Skywalker. Um, yeah. And Rise of Skywalker is the biggest chunk of that. I and and on top of that, you know, I've got responsibilities with children and Christmas and uh, uh, all of that sort of you know uh, trivial yeah. nonsense as well. Um, but yeah, man, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Well, Star that's Wars. the thing. You and know, Resistance this... just doesn't register on that radar. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's just like you say it's just getting buried right now with so yeah. much content coming yeah. to, that's people are so excited about man like you said mandalorian and it's not even to me it's like not even like a value judgment of like oh resistance sucks i don't care about it that's not it it's just like it's what we've been talking about the last few episodes it's not it's not important enough in the story in order for me to like to really kind of like like even jedi fallen order required me to be like okay i gotta get through this because i don't want to get spoilers right with resistance it's like like you said last week, it's like, oh yeah, I guess I should watch that, and that's yeah. kind of always been resistance for me because it, even if I enjoy an episode, it's not it's not like oh no, if I don't watch this first, somebody's gonna say something online. True, right? Yeah. Like yeah. if I don't like with Mandalorian, I gotta watch that at midnight on Thursday <laughs> because yeah. I am not gonna be spoiled, right? Yeah. But yeah. yeah, with with uh, I uh, I don't know, man. How did you feel about the last episode? I haven't listened to Faster, More Intense. I just edited the podcast, but I haven't listened to it. We we both thought it was. I mean, it's still it's still great. And yeah. there was a few issues we had. Um, some of the you know like the the lady I can't remember her name, the mechanic. Um, yeah. Sometimes it felt a little I don't know TV sitcomish at, yeah. at points. Um, and then especially with um, Toro, uh, I wasn't sure about him. I was like, uh, you know, but overall, I mean, it was still, it was, I mean, like I said before, it's still, it's still great TV. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, what level do you put these things? And I would put the, this last episode kind of towards the bottom, but, and, and I, I said on the podcast too, it's not, when I say the bottom, it's like, you always feel like you have to quantify that, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't, doesn't mean I hated it. I just, I got, know, I got a question for you. Yeah. I, Fennec Shand. Yeah. Uh, you think she's down and out? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, and that was another thing that surprised me. I go, wait a minute. You brought in Ming Na Wen and she's already gone. You know, it's just like, I told him like, a, she's not we gone. Got, you don't think she's gone? She's Cause we got IG 88. He's yep. gone. Yep. We had, you know, um, what was the other one too? That was gone. And it's like, I don't know what they're doing. This is and, crazy. They're and, these- and, and grief. <laughs> Uh, he's nowhere to be seen right now. Grief Karga, we haven't seen him in a while. I mean, he got shot, right? Yeah. Uh, we saw him survive. We know he's still he's still kicking. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Fennec Shand gets shot, and uh, you don't think she's dead? Why would you show that guy at the end? I assume it's a guy, right? Who do you and, think it is? Who do you think it is? Okay, we talked about this on FMI, but. I would say there was there was three possibilities that we talked about. Obviously, with the with the with the um, the the, uh, the sound coming from you know, the chinking of the spurs the and, boots, and the other yeah. sound, your first thought could be Boba Fett. I don't know why they would do that. It was They're, kind of like, why I, would you do that? Brief. I guess we should have said already. Spoilers for Mandalorian, right? But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Wouldn't he uh, overtake the show? He would overtake the Mandalorian, kind of like Luke would have done in the honestly, Force Awakens. Honestly, I don't. You guys know how I feel about Boba Fett. Boba Fett's a punk, right? Yeah. Jango's a punk. Boba's a punk. They're not real Mandalorians. They both go out like 
punks. Like it just, mm-hmm. I Boba Fett has cool armor and that's it. Unless they give us some more story in canon, in in universe, not in a comic book, not in a novel, not in something that's been erased. Um, and something that's actually realistic, not something like, he's Boba Fett, so he crawled out of the Sarlacc, and then he punched everybody in Tatooine, and he got his armor back, and he's the best <laughs> ever because he's uh, Boba right. Fett. It's on Tatooine, yeah. But if you show me, like, he doesn't have his armor, he is completely something else, he's scarred and disfigured from being in the Sarlacc, show me that that character went through something, came out the other end, and is still alive, and now he's the villain in this story... Like he's working for the guild okay. and he's cleaning he's up after after okay. the Mandalorian and he's coming after yeah. the Mandalorian. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Better cool. yet, who cares about Boba Fett? Let's put in the much cooler Boba Fett and make that guy Cad Bane. Dude, we said the same thing. Live Actually, action Kyle Cad Bane, that. I would yeah. lose my flipping Dude. mind. I did, um, never, it never occurred to me, and then Kyle said it because we were talking about possibilities who that could be, and then he brought that up like, "Oh, come on, that's freaking awesome! Like, how great would that be?" And then we thought about the the most obvious thing with well, it's probably Giancarlo, it's um, yeah, Moffa Gideon. Most likely, it's probably him. But your mind goes like, "Oh man, you could have." I think just like you know, it could yeah. be anybody. You I think know, like, who, I think whoever it is, I think whoever it is, they are basically. As the Mandalorian takes out IG-11, takes out Fennec Shand, etc., Grief Karga, all of that stuff, this, whoever this is, is following along, and he's actually collecting these people. So he's probably repaired IG-11, he's gonna, he's gonna uh, patch up Fennec Shand, because I don't think that you waste, I, I, um, Mignawen on a yeah. on a on one that fight scene right? yeah that was odd yeah, um, yeah i think that our expectations are being subverted so that we can have a cool reveal i think that's what's happening and i think that this guy's put basically putting together a bounty hunter crew to take down the mandalorian mm. um and 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 get back the 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 kid the the asset yeah. um i think that ultimately they will find out that they're working for for uh what is this moff gideon Mm-hmm. That's the character. Yeah. Right, I think yeah. that that's what we'll discover. I think that he is also formidable. I don't think that they're the same character. Cause if you see Moff Gideon, it like he, he and his death troopers are like pristine and this, whoever this is that came up on Fennec Shand looked a little bit more, uh, outlaw esque mm-hmm. and the, and the, 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 the boot spur sound and all that stuff. Right. I, the boot spurs like that to me, I think, I think Cad Bane, I think of like, we didn't get a real good look at his boots. Maybe they've got the jets on him. Maybe he's got new boots, Mm. right? With different kinds of jets in them or something like that. But that sound, it's like, there's something with those boots. Um, Obviously it's all just Western tropes, right? But yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm excited. The next episode of faster, more intense is going to be me and Carl. I, I've been waiting for this one. I'm so excited to talk about, I, I'm finally back. First of all, yeah, Um, it's been a few weeks and uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a few weeks. I'll be back on, you won't be on this next one, but it'll be me and Carl from the Wampas Lair. I haven't podcasted with Carl in like, I want to say years. Um, I am super excited because we both love the show. Um, and who knows what this next episode is even going to be every week is a surprise. There's no preview. Sorry, excuse me. 
Yeah, no. Previews, there's no previews. Yeah. There's no nothing, right? It's just like, look, we know we've got you. We don't yeah. have to give you a preview. You're going <laughs> to yeah. stay up until midnight on Thursday, right? Like, yeah. and and they're right. They've got me. Hook, line, and sinker. Even the people who hate the show watch it every week. Disney Plus doesn't care what you yeah. think about the show. They just care that you gave them your money and you're <laughs> watching. It's the most watched show on TV. It's yeah. – I, I loved this last week's episode. I loved – I, I, the Amy Sedaris character, I thought like, wow, this is such a weird, like, uh, battle for Endor CBS, like, like, uh, uh, TV movie Star yeah. Wars character. Um, but I kind of like that. Like that's Star Wars. Every once in a while we go to Dexter Jetster's diner, diner right? Yeah. And is the execution always perfect? No. But is it still Star Wars? Yeah, it's still Star Wars, man. This is live-action Clone Wars. I loved Toro. I thought that character was great for, for the purpose that he served. I think that the performance was exactly what it was supposed to be, which is this kid is pretending to be a bounty hunter. This is essentially an adaptation of the, the comic book where Boba Fett runs up like where Johto cast finally meets mm. Boba Fett face to face and Boba just houses him entirely. Right. Yeah. That's what that, that's what this episode was is like, he's like, Oh, I got you. I got you dead to rights. I'm like, I'm going to double cross you. Like here, you got to take the do back and blah, 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 all that stuff. And, uh, and, and what does the Mandalorian do? He beats the crap out of him and leaves him for dead. Anyways, Right. Like because he's the Mandalorian yeah. and he's awesome. And it's not that he's just that good. It's that he's the Mandalorian. Like he's going to fight tooth or nail to protect this kid at this point. Um, and he's got a whole bunch of tricks and he's very good at this. Doesn't mean he doesn't struggle. Every episode we see him get hit the floor wiped. Like, I mean, like Fennec Shan's got yeah. him oh, in a corner and yeah. he's like, what are we going to do? I, nothing. She's got the high ground which yeah. I loved. I love that reference. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, we got We need a plan. Uh, I, but then there's, there's that element of the character where he's like this hard nose, I, I tough as nails bounty hunter. But then there's the other aspect of this character that I think makes him more fascinating than Boba Fett uh, or any other Mandalorian that we've seen, save for Sabine Wren. Um, and that's when they come up on the sand people, the Tuscans and it's like, oh, no, we're in for a fight. And he's like, hold up. And he just starts doing <laughs> yeah. sign language. And it's like, A, he knows sign language. And B, he's like, they're people, man. Like, they are just, they, it's their planet, right? And he says that. Like, he gets that across. And that's the Western trope of, like, this, he isn't, he isn't one of the settlers, right? He's, mm-hmm. uh, he, he he's he's a, a a drifter an outlaw all that stuff and uh he respects the indigenous yeah. people of this planet and says so like look right. man it's the in their opinion it's all these settlers that are the problem right and it's like they right. just they just want payment for travel across their land which they're owed it's a toll so you pay the toll or you deal with the consequences those are your choices and you just you want they want your binocs there you go 
Like yeah. now we're free to go. No problem with the Tuscans. Right. And that like that is a really cool and because of the context of it, the way that it's handled and the way that they talk about it. Um, I don't know. I thought that it was a really great sort of uh, genre take on, you know, uh, uh, First Nations, uh, Native American mm-hmm. sort of like that, that same kind of trope within a cowboy story um, right. of like, look, man, they're not savages. In fact, mm-hmm. like they're perfectly civilized uh, and they're willing to communicate and deal just like we are no different it's not extortion it's not a trick it's not bribery it's you want to cross this land that belongs to them you pay the price right mm-hmm. and yeah. i i don't know i i loved it i loved everything about the episode i thought it was a great yeah I, you know still, it's fourth episode still my favorite fourth episode still my favorite really far, okay but, yeah, I, yeah it's it's between i don't know this it's they're all fairly close for me um it's hard to pick like i i kind of like the opening and the second one obviously was good third one was great so yeah i just think this show is it's so good at that final it's just so good at getting you back like it does these teases and you just can't wait yeah to get to that next episode you know it did such a great job with those cliffhangers you know i just love that and and the whole thing about this the end of this last episode and who is it sometimes i think filoni and and favreau are just like trolling us like oh man you know what they're gonna think this guy is and we're just going to flip the script. You know, it's like I say, it could be so many different people, but they're so good at, at setting it up. And just, that's what's so fun about this show. There's so much to talk about. You know yeah. what I mean? You can go for hours thinking of different theories and stuff like that. So it's so fun about the show. So anyway, yeah, but yeah, it'd be good to hear what you guys think uh, next week um, uh, before. Actually, is next oh, Friday. We have So Friday it comes out, and then it comes out again Wednesday. Yeah. Just and we get a special look at uh, and we'll, Rise of Skywalker. We'll yeah. be we'll be on our regular schedule, right? So it'll still come out the following Monday, but right. or, sorry, right. following Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. But uh, yeah. we record on Monday nights. Um, yeah. Usually, you guys recorded on Saturday this week, but uh, yeah, cool. Um, that's it. Though. Anyways, that's it for this episode yeah. of Rebel Cells <laughs> with a little bit of a faster, more intense sneak peek. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, you can stay up to date with the latest star wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com you can also follow us on facebook uh and twitter at rebels podcast and on instagram at rebel cells you can follow me on twitter and instagram i'm at arkwolf a-r-k-w-u-l-f and matt is at the crankster that's crankster with a k uh you guys know we're part of thunderquack podcast network head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network and of course if you want to support us you can do that in two ways first by going to uh store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merchandise Get a t-shirt, mug, scarf, whatever. There's all sorts of stuff. Everything helps. Uh, The other way is by going to patreon.com slash thunderquack and chipping in over there with your monthly pledge of support and uh, and getting some cool exclusives in exchange. Uh, We've got changes coming in 2020, as always. uh, When we hit the anniversary of thunderquack, I I take that opportunity to go in and revamp and change some stuff up. So there will be some changes coming. Um, most notably, I, uh, we're going to have some stuff, uh, we're going to be, there's going to be ads on podcasts starting, uh, in 2020, not, it, they won't all like, not everything will be like January 1st and then there'll be ads, but just so you guys know, um, there will be ads on all of our podcasts, uh, all of the Thunderquack podcasts. Um, but we kind of got to, we have to migrate them all over to the new platform and whatnot. Um. So it'll kind of happen in in a sequence, but uh, but that is coming. Um, 
and uh and and there might be options for for uh ad free podcasts and stuff like that um if uh if that's something that interests you guys i don't know give us feedback um or if you don't care because they'll just be like 30 second ads uh and you can just like if you uh, for me whenever i hear an ad on a podcast that unless unless there's a couple of podcasts where they do live ad reads and mm-hmm. they'll do like a custom ad every week and sometimes those ads are some of the funniest parts of the episodes uh harmontown which just ended is an example of that great great ad reads that are funnier than most of the podcast um but with these ones they'll just be pre-recorded and if you just like just skip your your podcast player should or your phone or whatever will probably probably has like a skip 30 seconds button right like like yeah. fast forward 30 seconds just do that i know it's a pain in the butt but you know get a get a smartwatch and hook it up to your phone and <laughs> that's what i do i uh, so yeah it, i but hopefully you guys understand that that what that'll do is it'll actually um allow us to to expand the network and to improve quality and all that sort of thing and and uh, and do bigger and better things so so hopefully you're all cool with that um and you continue listening and supporting and uh and and of course uh support us over on patreon.com slash thunderquack we appreciate everybody who does uh it means the world to us we wouldn't be where we're at right now without the support of everybody i that's it man one week basically as you guys are listening to this it's it'll be wednesday one week to rise of skywalker uh yeah buckle up right Uh, i'm so excited i'm so excited (laughs) uh thank you guys for listening we'll be back next week for some reason to talk about station to station thanks for listening